Hey, welcome to Playing for Keeps, the show where we take a deep dive into dating, love, relationships, sex, and attachment theory. Your host, DJ, will be hosting Dating Chronicles, where she has guests come on the show and give a funny, crazy, or romantic dating story. Tune in if you need a laugh, hear something romantic, or maybe hear someone else's experience to help you grow in your relationship journey. Hey everybody, it's your girl DJ with Plan for Keeps podcast. And today I have a special guest for Dating Chronicles. What's going on, Miss Camelia? Hi, how's it going? It's going pretty good. No complaints over here. How's your week? It's Friday. No, damn. You know, um, yeah, it is. It is Friday. You know, it's funny. Um, I work for myself. When you work for yourself, you never know what day it is because you don't get paid on Fridays anymore. That's a fact. <laughs> so, you know, it can be like every day is Friday or you ain't had a Friday in a really long time. It just depends on how things are going. So, um, yeah. You, have you been grinding it out? Do it feel like a Friday? Or are you still you still grinding uh, it out? How, what, what, what's the hustle like for you right now? I'm getting ready to grind it out. Uh, okay. December and January in my industry are super slow. Um, okay. But it's been cool. You know, I got to really um, work on myself and, you know, take care of some things that I've been procrastinating on for a long time. I actually have a dating coach and she told me to, to do this. And um, that's cool. I was like, okay, you know, this will be a cool way for me to release some things and and maybe somebody else can get a little chuckle out of it. Who knows? And then maybe learn something. And if your dating coach is interested in coming on a podcast, I do podcasts with dating coaches too. So, oh, you do? Yes. Okay. So tell her to holler at me. Yes. I will. I will. I'll give her your information. Yes. That'd be a, an amazing, amazing connection. Okay. Right. So um, you are here to give a crazy, funny, or romantic dating story. What okay. do you have for us today? Okay, so um, I am black, which people can probably tell that by my voice. It's funny how you can tell that by somebody's voice. It's like, crazy, right? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a black woman, and um, I date across cultures. I haven't done white, you know, I can't say that I'm completely close to it, but, you know, I just, I haven't. How do you feel about that? I, how do you feel about that? I'm curious, because I know I, my best friend is like, she can't do it. I've done it. And You've done it? I've done yeah. it. So I've done it. I, I haven't done, I haven't done a, a white man, honestly. And it's funny because when people think of interracial um, dating, that's the first thing they go to. They be like, "Oh, uh-uh, girl, I can't do it. I can't do no pink dick." And I'm just like, "Girl, right. it's there like- are so many shades of black and brown." before you get to white you know what I mean so that's a fact so it's crazy and sometimes you have to correct them like no not it's not necessarily anyway not yes. getting too much into <laughs> right we always think of like the polar opposite right but right. um this story actually involves a, a Mexican man okay um I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and when I first moved here, I lived in a community or an area off of Buford Highway, and people that live here know that Buford Highway is uh, very multicultural, mostly uh, Latinx and um, and Asian people live in this area, right? And the neighborhood I lived in, um, it was all Mexican and Guatemalan, like I was the only Black girl, and I had this neighbor... um, 
we'll say her name was Soul or whatever. And um, Soul was one of the Mexican girls that scared the fuck out of me. Like Soul shaved her brows off and tattooed them back on. I don't fuck with nobody that does that shit. Okay, like wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> she was sweet. She was rough. Okay. okay. So um, I used to watch her kids and stuff from time to time. They were cool, and. It was, I want to say 2012, there was a fight party because Floyd Mayweather had just fought somebody. I can't remember the name, but anyway, um, you know, Floyd won because he'd be cheating and shit. And I went to her house because the party was so loud. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was invited. You know, when it's a loud party, I feel like I can come, right? So right. I'm awake now. Let me get dressed. I'll go next door, knock on the door. I walk in. Everybody's like, what this black girl doing here? I go to the kitchen, help myself to some tamales and, you know, some Dr. Pib and shit. And um, <laughs> I'm just having a good time. And I see this man. He's beautiful. And I was like, oh, my God. And so I was like, oh, you know, it's my brother, Luce, or whatever. And I was like, girl, okay. So soul is um, sun in Spanish and Luce is light. And I was like, your parents ain't naming you no fucking sun and light. And she's like, yeah, he did, you know? <laughs> so, um, anyway, he and I exchanged numbers and we just had, had like a blast, like for months. And mind you, um, I'm not good with languages, right? I'm just not. I had a Spanish-speaking nanny, a Spanish-speaking best friend, a Spanish-speaking stepfather, and I still don't know anything past basic vocabulary words in Spanish. His English was pretty good. My shit is like Dora level, okay? But we still just made it work, and we had fun for a long time, just super sweet, all the things. So mm -hmm. anyway, um, he was here working for a gas company. They put like the pipes in the ground at gas stations and stuff, right? Okay. And um, it was a contract. And I guess maybe at some point he had to go back home and then renew it and then come back to the U.S. And I told him that I had just gotten approved for an apartment in the West End. So the West End is another community here in Atlanta. And it's maybe like 20 minutes away, 20, 30 minutes away from Beaufort Highway. But because of the language barrier, when I said the West End, he thought I meant the West Coast. And he was like, no, like, don't leave me yet, blah, blah, blah. If you're going to go all the way out there, you might as well, like, come to Mexico with me. And I was like, what? And I knew it didn't make sense, but I thought he was just inviting me to come to Mexico, right? So I was like, shit, all right. So um, I was getting ready to lose a job anyway because that company had gone bankrupt and um he gave me a thousand dollars and said you know catch a flight to mexico well i was young dumb and i didn't have a lot of money so i said i'm not gonna buy a 600 plane ticket when all i have is a thousand because that only leaves me with four hundred dollars plus a little bit i have in savings to you know move around the whole of the country i'm not doing that yeah so I found a bus ticket. <laughs> this shit won't be like $100. I should have known this was a bad idea, okay? But there is a bus. I won't say where it stops or whatever, but it does stop, you know, in that area along Beaufort Highway. And uh, at the time, you could get on that bitch and ride in Mexico, right? Wow, okay. Right, okay. From Atlanta, Georgia. They said it was like a 52-hour bus ride. <laughs> 
God damn. Crazy the things life. we do for love. Oh, hell no, girl. They said, they said it was a crazy bus ride. But to me, I'm just like, okay, that's two and a half days. I'm not calculating the stops, right? I'm thinking like the bus just going to keep rolling. I don't even know if cars can do that. You know what I'm saying? But I thought they was going to gas up and keep moving. Anyway, that is what I did. So I got on this bus. I paid for my ticket. I had my stuff. And we're riding. And then they make a stop. And then they make another stop. And then they make another stop. I mean, it's like Greyhound. You've been on Greyhound before where they make 50 gazillion stops in every little town. And I was the only, once again, black girl on this bus. And I was like, why the fuck we keep making stops and people getting off and doing stuff and coming back? (laughs) And somebody said to me that this was a migrant worker bus. So basically, what the families did was, you know, they would all pile on and they stop at cities and they get off and they work the crops in those cities and then they'll maybe like let's say they pick a bunch of oranges they'll take the oranges to the restaurants and sell them or you know whoever at the farmer's market they'll sell them and whatever money they make they gather that back up come back on the bus go to the next town pick the crops do it again and mind you it was just me so it's only like a hundred or whatever bucks for me but if you're a family of seven you can't you know buy plane tickets for everybody you might not even be able to afford bus tickets for everybody but that's how you earn your keep and that's how the bus keeps moving and it was kind of cool because it was like a community effort like if somebody couldn't afford tickets for their family other people would pitch in with the picking or whatever they were doing there um to help them get the money right yeah So my black ass sat on the bus. I was like, this ain't my community. You know, I feel like my ancestors paid my dues. I'm not going to, you know, go out here and pick shit. Okay. Girl. I was like, my problem wouldn't let me do it. But finally somebody was like, yo, you know, you don't look like a team player or whatever. And I was like, I didn't sign up for this shit. Like, I thought this was a regular bus. They said, you thought you was going to get a regular bus ride to Mexico? For a hundred dollars, like, <laughs> girl, you know, you don't have to do anything, but if everybody participates, the bus can move faster. So I was like, you know what? You're right. So I pull on my designer fucking rain boots Thanks. and I pick cotton. I pick honeydew melon, cantaloupe. I pick watermelon. I pick tobacco. And wow. we went around the Gulf or whatever. And we went shrimping, like Bubba Gump fucking shrimping off of Forest. And some designer, right? Well, they were right. Girl, that's the only boots I had. Okay. Girl. They came into the designer, but they're hunter boots. Okay. And if you own a pair of hunter boots, you know, they're not something that you pick in. Okay. Like, the fuck? But they made it through. (laughs) I picked props all across the goddamn country. It was such an humbling experience. Um, it was just wild, crazy. You know, black people, we definitely face a lot of discrimination, you know, and this population does as well. There were places we went where they wouldn't let us get off and stay in the hotel. They'd be like, oh, you can shower and pay us, but you have to leave. Like, you can't stay here. You know, there were some companies that were definitely really um, nasty to the people on the bus so, you know so it was definitely an eye-opener um wow. i pulled over a lot um you know checking people for citizenship papers you know whatever of course everybody didn't have them some people got picked up locked up it was crazy to see so 
Wow. Anyway, um, we get close to the West Coast, right? And I call Lou and I'm like, Lou's, I need you to meet me at the border, right? And he said, first of all, I told your ass to take a plane. I didn't tell you to ride the bus. He said, I can't just run up on the border and shit, Kim, like, and pick you up. This ain't just like a stop, like, you know, I don't know, they might shoot my ass, whatever. Like, yeah, you have to walk over the border. And I said, what? So anyway, <laughs> um, I get over the border <clears throat> and I don't know what I did wrong, girl. I mean, I, I'm talking to the people and they said, what are you doing here? You know, how long are you going to be here? And I'm just young and naive and I'm just here to see my boyfriend. I don't know how long I'm going to stay. They were like, yeah, detained. So Luz has to come and get me anyway. So, um, you know, Mexican holding cells are, are different. Um, <clears throat> and we spent some time in a city not far from Tijuana. We were there for maybe a week. And then he was like, you know, my home and my contracts, where I get my contracts and stuff are in Mexico City. And I was like, all right, cool. So um, I stayed in Mexico City with him for a little while and it wasn't long because this is what happened next. So Luz told me that he had two children. What? Uh, he told me that before, you know, when we first started dating. Okay, 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 right, okay. Cool, so no problem. Yeah. And it was a Friday, kind of like today. Hey. And um, he said, I'm at work, but you know, I'll be back soon. I said, okay, girl, there was a knock on the door. First baby mama comes in. Now, I mind you, I didn't know that there was a first and a second. I thought maybe it was two kids by the same woman. So she opens the, open the door. I'm like, hey, you know, she leaves the baby with me. I'm like, girl, you don't know me for shit. You know, wow. but, you know, she leaves the child with me. She's like, you know, whatever. I trust them. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, she's so cute. How old are you? She's like, Chris, you know, baby's three. Okay, cool. So then I'm like, where's the other baby? And um, they said, oh, she's probably coming. So a little bit later, there's another knock on the door. It's another woman, okay? And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know it was two baby mamas, but all right, cool. Oh, wow. So I said, oh, he's cute. How old is he? She says, tres, you know, three. So I'm like, God damn, you got two kids. You know, they both three, three years, years old. old. So we're sitting there, you know, watching TV. And then there's a third knock on the door, like an hour later. I'm not expecting this, right? I open the door and it's this girl. She looks really young. She looks really young. And she's just like, you know, kind of sassy. Like, you know, who the fuck are you? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, who the fuck are you? I was only expecting two kids here. She was like, he never claims his kids, you know, X, Y, and Z. You know, she spoke some English. And I was like, how old is this baby? And she said, tres, three. I said, bruh, it's three kids, three baby mamas, and they all three motherfucking years old. What? I said, loose. This is some ghetto ass shit. You need to get <laughs> off work and come here. Like, this is, this is, I'm not, I didn't come here for this. You know what I mean? Like, 
the two kids cool but you didn't even tell me about the third one and the fact that they all are the same age and it's three different women and you know this last one looked like she was gonna you know punch me in the face like come here and we get into this argument and i was like you know what i'm glad that i only spent a hundred dollars on that motherfucking bus ticket because now i got enough money to get myself a flight back that's so a fact i got my plane ticket and i left mexico city flew into el paso and money was low again so guess what i had to take a migrant worker bus back <laughs> from Georgia. You know, I stopped and had a good little time in New Orleans and then I came on back and I got my ass a job and I got my apartment in the West End and you know, all of this shit took place in about two and a half weeks. That's a blessing. You you done done got back on your feet pretty damn quick after that. Girl, that was stupid. But anyway, funny thing (laughs) is I ran into him not too long ago or whatever. It was at the grocery store on, you know, before Highway Farmer's Market. And he's like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. Like, what you doing here? I was like, what you mean what you doing? I live here, you know? We were just talking and laughing. And he was like, yeah, you know, that third kid that we got in an argument about, you know, it's not even my kid. I told you that, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, so how many kids you got now? And he was like, three. And I was like, so what the fuck was the point of even, like, telling me that that third kid wasn't true? still got three kids, you know? But um, we just kind of laughed and chopped it up. And he was like, I can't believe you got on the bus. I was like, yeah, I would never do that shit again. You know, I got me a little business now. I can fly. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and, you know, uh, he was like, so uh, you should come see me in Mexico City. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the story of me and Luz. And, uh that migrant worker bus trip going and coming. And that is crazy. Yeah, that's the stupidest shit I've ever done for love. Wow. So let's back up a little bit. Like, were there, I know you said y'all had a great time. Like, I hit it off quick. Was, was there any red flags, like, at all? Well, you know what? <sighs> nah. You know, and honestly, you know what? I can't say that there weren't red flags but because of the language barrier you know you're just having a good time you're just having a good time like he's just showing up doing all the right things he's helpful he's protective he's you know attentive like we're just having fun you know because there wasn't there wasn't anything that he could say that could trigger me because I didn't understand it actually been in quite a few relationships like that people are like wow Kim you've dated a lot of men that you know live in other countries or come from different backgrounds and I'm like maybe it works because I really don't understand what they're saying and they don't understand what I'm saying either um I don't know it was just fun for the most part we just had a good time you know he was uh it was cool it was cool so um yeah but red flags no not really (laughs) (laughs) so why you say so why would you say it was i mean i know the like picking cotton all that stuff but why would you say it was you did something like dumb why do you think now it was dumb versus i mean nothing about that situation was well thought through or really safe you know um 
the fact that I did that just to save some money. First of all, if you got to save money to, to the point where you'll take a bus ride to Mexico, you just don't need to go. All right. Because anything could have happened while I was down there that would have me stuck or any of that. And I would have just been there, you know, um, and of course, I have family and stuff here that was helped me out. But, you know, I didn't even really tell my family this story because my family is very protective and I knew they would have a fit, girl, an absolute fucking fit. So I was just being young, wild and all that stuff. But, yeah, just ladies, don't ever do that. Don't do that. Let somebody know where you're going. Take plenty of money with you um, and have an exit strategy. Fortunately, I'm, I'm glad that I did take the bus now that I think about it. Because if I had spent $600 on that plane ticket last minute, um, I wouldn't have been able to get back at all. So you don't think yeah. he would have paid you pay for you to go back? No, he wanted me to stay. He wanted me to stay. I mean, it was an argument. And I was just like, I'm leaving. And I was able <laughs> to actually leave because of that. Yeah, the extra money. Yeah, but I mean, when I say I spent that thing down to the penny, fortunately, you know, he was the type to take care of everything while we were together. So any jewelry that I wanted while I was there, any meals or, you know, he took care, you know, of that. He was that kind of guy. But um, yeah, nah. All right, last question for you. So how do you approach dating now versus back then? I probably still make a lot of the same. <laughs> Girl, you can have me on two or three more times, okay? I just got out of a relationship with a whole crackhead. I'm talking about a real life crackhead girl. Like, he was clean um, when I met him and I saw no signs because he was clean up to a certain point. And then he relapsed and I stayed after the relapse. And we did outpatient rehab and this and that and tried to work it out and yada, yada, yada. You know, I've been with um, the guy that I'm pretty sure tried to use me for citizenship. I mean, um do you tend to get bored easy no no you know when I like somebody I love them I'm in there you know but I definitely I date differently now um that last relationship definitely was like okay I have to be more careful with me I have to be more protective of my finances of my body of my energy you know because like I've been told that I'm a vibe, right? So everybody doesn't deserve a vibe. You're definitely a vibe. Um, thank you. So yeah, yeah. I mean, those were things that I could do because I was in my early 20s. You know, you can be yeah. a little more wild and reckless and all of that. But once you hit a certain age, in my opinion, it's like, now sis, that was not well thought through at all. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I do date differently. That doesn't mean that people haven't turned out to be something that um, I think they were. That doesn't mean I haven't been played. That doesn't mean my feelings haven't been hurt. That doesn't mean I haven't discovered other children, you know, but yeah. as far as um, allowing love to let me make foolish decisions, <laughs> I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I, I can relate real talk. And I know me, yeah. I'm just really trying to come out of it because I still make stupid decisions myself. I mean, yeah. And I, we can't even call them stupid. I mean, it's something that you do because you're feeling it, you know? And 
as much as vulnerability like sucks, it is what really allows you, I feel, to experience people and places and life to the fullest. So if I could talk to my younger self, I probably would have still done it, but <laughs> I would have had a little more money first. You know, <laughs> right. I see myself there and back. Cause it's not an expensive place to be. I was just that broke. And I was like, dang, what if I was like one of these, you know, young girls now that get flown out to Dubai or something and got stuck, you know? Yeah. Like these girls now, they're taking trips, trips. They're not just going south of the border. They're going to Thailand. They're going to Bali. Yeah, they are. They're going to Dubai. And I mean, I love to see it. I love to see it. But man, I couldn't, I wouldn't have been able to make it back. I'd still be over there. Thugging out, trying to make it. What'd you say? Probably thugging it out, trying to Listen, make it. Okay. <laughs> I'd be over there with my head wrapped right now, for real. Because I, I, would, I wouldn't have been able to make it back without the help of family who I did not contact. So. Wow. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, I want to thank you for coming on and giving your story, Camelia. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, and I want to thank all of the audience who tuned in today to listen to Camelia's story. And until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. If you like this podcast, please download and subscribe. If there's anything you would like to talk about in regards to relationships or would like to be a guest on the show to speak on relationships or get advice, you can always connect via social media at Playing for Keeps or email DJ at info at P, the number four, K, dating.com. Thank you for tuning in and bye for now.